is definitely our first time, first try at this recording. Uh, this is not the second try. <sighs> yeah, yep. we had issues. Nope. First, yeah, we have. We're we're having some technical difficulties with Zoom because yeah, Wi-Fi. Great. So Wi-Fi is great. Don't you love when you do a podcast and one of you lives in Texas and the other doesn't? It's great. Gosh, I it's the one. You know, it's better than like. I'd rather have it happen like here. I don't know. It's less awkward if it happens at something like this than in like a class or something. Like, oh, it's just... happened in class before. <laughs> God, that's just so bad. And yeah. everyone, uh, you, like you get into the room right as you're starting your class, and then everyone is just notices that it's happening and hates it. And you have a Literally. collective experience of pain. Speaking of a collective experience of pain, God. Uh, <laughs> we saw Uncharted this week. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I, knew, <laughs> I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. You can... That's that improv experience right there. What do you mean improv? We did. You did the same damn thing. No, it was a different line. It was uh, a different line. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we watched Uncharted, um, and this this it, was a very controversial film uh, of twi- and, the most controversial film of twenty twenty two so far, which is not saying much. But <laughs> hey, tell in, inform me on the controversy. I know nothing well, of this. I mean, first of all, it's been in del- uh, developmental hell for like ten years. That's one thing. Like, I know David O. Russell was originally supposed to do this movie. That's but weird. Isn't that weird? I, I would <laughs> never think that you would do that. I mean, we've seen weirder things. Like James Wan made <laughs> Fast and Furious and Aqua and Aquaman. Hey, James Wan making Aquaman was the best thing that could have happened for the franchise. Hey, it's very entertaining, but it's like James Wan is like. I I always thought he was like a really good horror director. I love he is. like the, He's like a great the Conjuring. Yeah. I really like the Conjuring, and I really like Insidious. So like, yeah. that was just weird when that happened. But yeah, David O. Russell, Very a guy who's pick. a guy who's known for his like semi-heavy dramas about like mental health, depression, and uh, yeah. Well, okay, maybe that's just Silver Linings. That's just Silver Linings. <laughs> American <laughs> okay. Hustle was, but American Hustle was still like a comedy drama. It wasn't like an action movie mm. by any means. Well, he also made The Fighter. Have you seen oh, that? Yeah, he did. He totally have did. Se- have you seen it? It's very good. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it, Mark Wahlberg gives like. A very good performance uh something you know different than he does hey here. hey <laughs> don't disrespect my man mark Wahlberg like that uh, I'll, I'll, you know i'll just let you defend mark Wahlberg as we go on like, <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah well anyway going back to the development of this movie like i know people have been wanting to make this since like 2008 or something like mm-hmm. that like right after the second game came out um as it lends itself, like in my opinion, as someone who's played the games, it lends itself well to a film adaptation. I think yeah. it does. Well, okay, and for clarification, we've both played the games. Yes, so I, yeah, we yeah. both played all four, right? Yeah, I played all four. Yeah. Um, yeah, wait, 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 real quick, opinions on the games. Which one's the best for you? Two, for sure. Two. Mm, yeah, I'd probably agree. Two probably easily agree. is the best. The 
like, one is one is dated as hell. Yeah, um, it is. It came yeah. out in 2006, so I don't know how much you can really be like. You can't you can't really like hate on it too much, but like one has just gotten very dated. Yeah, like yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> um, two tough. is two still holds up in my opinion. That's two. The, yeah. the combat and the climbing and everything holds up really well. And I I actually played all of the Uncharted games in like 2014. 2015 around there is two the shambhala one mm -hmm. yeah okay yep yes it is yeah yep. that two two is probably my favorite when i was playing that's the it. one with chloe fraser actually um when yeah. she's introduced right yeah and then, and then three then was okay <laughs> three three has a terrible story i think the story sucks and it's a lot of roaming a desert <laughs> yeah but it does have like some of the better action yeah um scene like the plane itself, like the there's, plane, yes, there's the plane in Uncharted 2, but then there's the plane in Uncharted 3 that's also really good. The plane in Uncharted 3 is like, I mean, that's top three, if not the best, like, like single sequence yeah. in the series. It's so good. Um, and then four is like, uh, I love four's story. I really yeah. like four's story. I think it's actually like, probably, it's the strongest one. I think it's definitely the strongest one. You know, it's, it's just. It's really so good. It's, it's really good. It's so long though. Yeah. It's a very very long game. Like it's I, I and like it definitely feels on that jungle scene or You're like, there's in like the jungle for like five so hours. And I don't know if it's just cuz I'm bad at the game or something, but like oh my god. It felt You're like I could not oh, get man. out of there. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Um, but it also has like the a really cool set piece towards the end. So yeah, I it does. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> and like I'm glad that that was like I know it wasn't the end, but like mm -hmm. it felt conclusive enough. Um, and I think it was like you know a good conclusion to Nathan Drake's story. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of that, but yeah. and none of that's in these movies or in this. Movie. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean the plane sequence is inspired by that one from Uncharted Two. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean it's it, let me rephrase it's in there it just is not even close to like the same feeling or like yeah or like level of attachment you have with like the original you know? yeah exactly it's just like soulless yeah <laughs> not so well, it's we'll get into uh, it. <laughs> we'll get into it but it's directed yeah. by reuben flesher uh who most famously did venom right as well as the two zombie land movies Okay, I like Zombie Land One a lot. Yeah, Zombie Land One's good. Zombie Land Two is exists, <laughs> <laughs> and Venom yeah. is again one of those movies that, like, I didn't think it was good. Like, in fact, I think it's not a great movie <laughs> by any means. But I can't say that I didn't have a good time watching it because I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And I don't know. That's that's similarly to how I felt about this film. Um, I think that there are loads of problems with it. I think there are a ton of story problems. Uh, like I'd agree. Like a lot of story problems. And the third act, <laughs> it makes it throws all like things that could be conceivable just out the window. They're like, yeah. they're like, we're just okay, going to go but balls to the wall. But that's why the third act is also the best part of this. Movie. It is. It is. Like, like I said, I didn't have a bad time. <laughs> it was still fun. I wasn't bored. So mm -hmm. like, I can't complain about that. But 
at the end of the day, like there are so many story problems. And especially the fact that this is an uncharted movie makes me kind of sad because I feel like it didn't capture the essence of the games. Like, for example, if we're going to compare video game movies um, and we'll do that later. But like, I felt like this one didn't do justice to the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's that being said, it's unfortunately still one of the better. <laughs> it is. It is. But that's, a, that's like <laughs> saying <laughs> that's oh, like God. saying that the second season of The Big Bang Theory is a good is a funny because the rest of it is just like absolute dog shit. The second season is less dog That's shit. True. Than the other That's true. That's true. I don't know. It's it's tough. I it's tough. Like video game movies are just so cursed. Like they are. <laughs> they're they're so unanimously cursed. Like if you get a oh this was fine on a video game movie then everyone's like universally like is this the best video game movie adaptation we've had like that's the bar it's so low it's oh just God. so low yeah. i still would say that my favorite video game movie is wreck it ralph and that's not even based on a video <laughs> that doesn't game. count <laughs> oh god no there's there's really like nothing that's truly good for yeah. video game movie adaptations which sucks yeah God, we all love them. And some video games just have killer stories like Uncharted. Uncharted know. really does. The stories in Uncharted, it felt like you were playing through a movie. That's what it felt like. Exactly. It felt like you were playing through an Indiana Jones movie. That's what it felt like when I was playing mm -hmm. it. And that's like, and that's exactly what I wanted going into Uncharted is I wanted it to feel, you know, like Indiana Jones or like National Treasure, you know, just like. It doesn't have to actually be like Indiana Jones level quality. Like my my literal bar was like National Treasure, you know, where it's like kind of stupid, yeah. but very fun, yeah. um, and like and like captivating. I'm following the story. There's like a a lot of good history in there mm -hmm. mixed with like like really solid action, <clears throat> and that's like a tough line to to ride. But I don't know. It. Yeah, and I just want to put it out there. I love National Treasure. I really love that movie. Uh, it's mostly nostalgia for me. Like, it's almost mm. all nostalgia. But yeah. I'll never forget when they microwave, or they, they toss the Declaration of Independence in the oven to look for hidden text. That was so dope. And, like, I loved it. They stole the Declaration of Independence. I'm going to do it. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> It was my first introduction to Nicolas Cage, and I haven't looked back I love since. that guy. Love it's that like, man. It's like Nick Cage holding all of it in <laughs> the entire time. Like, oh, man. Got to find the treasure of the map on the back that's, of the Declaration of Independence. That's why there's an argument that the second one is better, because there's that one scene where he gets yeah. to go full Nick Cage. Yes, he does. And it's just freaking awesome. Oh, God. The rest Ooh. of it is bad, but you know, there's the one part that's good. Ah, yeah. Well, National Treasure 2. Do I hate that movie? No, it's fine. It's, it's okay. like It's not as good as the first one. Nah, the first one's great. The first one has Sean Bean. Not yeah. dying. Not dying. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Sean Bean. Get arrested. Yes. 
Sean but yeah, Bean. honestly, I really do like National Treasure. And this definitely gave me vibes of National Treasure. But mm. like, it's almost like they were really trying to, and then they like just came up short. That's what it felt like. Mm. Yeah, um, kind of. Like they're trying to do the revisionist history kind of like. No, actually, Ferdinand Magellan did this and this and that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it, like, and that was another thing where, I mean, Nathan Drake, Tom Holland in this movie especially, was like, it just always kind of felt like he was, like pulling, his, like he was pulling his history out of his ass. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, like, it wasn't the same where, like, Nick Cage's character, like, you saw, like, all this dedication and stuff. But it's yeah. like, when you go to, like, Tom Holland's, like, a, or Nathan Drake's apartment um, in this movie, it is, like, it's not, like... There's aren't books everywhere. You don't mm -hmm. get, you never get the sense that this guy was like a scholar as well as like a like cool bartender as well. You know, you, yeah. get, the sense that you, you get the sense like he was just like at home practicing like drink. Um, there's a lot of yeah. really cool tricks he does with like shakers and shit. Yeah. Um, and like bottles. He's <laughs> dope, man. Um, but here's so the thing. Sorry. I'm it's so sorry a... you said that. <laughs> He's. <laughs> I think for me, it's I wish that story wise, it like National Treasure, I wish that the the actual thing would have been more connected to Nathan yeah. Drake. Because like Nathan Drake is the descendant of the very famous treasure hunter and ex expeditionist, right? Uh Francis Drake, right? Mm -hmm. That's his whole thing, is that they're they're descendants of Sir Francis Drake, right? And if it'd been more connected to him then maybe it would have worked a little bit more. Yeah. Right? Because it yeah. would have been part of your family. Because in National Treasure, if you remember, Nick Cage was like a Franklin, I'm pretty sure, right? No, he wasn't. Um, he was related to someone. Um, well, in National Treasure 2, he's related to the guy who, who may have killed Abraham Lincoln. Oh, my led God. Led to Abraham Lincoln being killed. <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty sure like, he is related to someone, though. Like, no, he's just, he's descended from, like, the Knights Templar or, like, people who are part yeah, of the Knights Templar. Like, yeah. And, they, and, so and the, like, that was the whole arc of the first one, right? So you have, like, that ca basic character connection to the history that you're talking about. Yeah. And you can tell that he's invested and he's put time into researching it. Yeah, he's put literally his whole life into that. And at that yeah. point, Nick Cage was, like, 35. Or 40 right yeah and let's let's just talk about the elephant in the room um the fact of the matter that they aged down the characters it's well this is supposed to be like a prequel ish right mm -hmm. we're like we're seeing him and sully meeting for the first time yeah. um right and like it's okay if you want to do that that's fine but like you've got to nail the essences of the characters and they just yeah. never did that it never once didn't feel like mark Wahlberg and tom holland ever and that was the biggest problem for me um <clears throat> exactly what you said and so like with tom holland it just felt like he was spider-man like that's that's kind of what he felt like to me and i hate well, to say well, that yeah but it just it just felt like he was being peter parker except not Except, Except he's a bartender. Yeah, he like upgraded his uh, pickpocketing skills and then yeah. like called it a day. It, yeah. yeah. He's charismatic though. Like for you to say that he's not charismatic would be a lie. No, and I will say like the parts of this movie that I thought were really like funny and, and, and very entertaining was the stuff with like 
where it's kind of just Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland bantering. Yeah. Not really in character. They're just like bantering as Mark yeah. Wahlberg and Tom Holland. <laughs> and it was <laughs> like, it was entertaining. And that's the yeah. thing. Their but chemistry. You, I thought their chemistry was actually fine. It was you know? great. Yeah. I think it was honestly great. But the problem is, is that they're playing these characters and they didn't feel like these characters when they're Never. based on a character that already exists. Yeah. If they were yeah. playing, you know, like, you know, freaking like Jeremy Scott, the treasure hunter and like someone else is cool dad. Right. Then it would work. Right. But they're not playing randos. They're playing these characters who have a very developed like character for being completely honest. Yeah. Um, I'd be really curious to know what someone who hadn't played the game thinks of. Yeah. Of their characters uh, and how they're developed and crap. Um, I think genuinely, if someone went into this movie and had never played the Uncharted games, they probably wouldn't have too many problems with it other than it being generic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, and that's all, that's kind of like at the heart of the problem though, right? Is that like, mm -hmm. ultimately, there's nothing special in this movie. No. Because, and the, and the, and like, the reason that there's nothing special, to me at least, is that they, they were trying to like both copy the canes and then at points do new things, which is why the the third act is the way it is. Like the third act mm -hmm. is so fun is because it's like kind of a wholly new set piece and stuff for Uncharted or from like the Uncharted games. But like ultimately they never kind of captured the heart of Uncharted games as we talked about. Yeah. And, and because of that, like if they had like genuinely made it feel like the uncharted games then i think this would be obviously you know fantastic it would be amazing yeah and like and even if you hadn't played the games you could still come away from it being like that was a unique fun experience exactly because uncharted doesn't feel like any of these other history things that we've been talking about it does not feel like indiana jones in the slightest you know no. there it is it's its own thing and if they had just really tried to find what's at the heart of this and then take that and run with it and make like new, like new set pieces just really f get the heart of the characters down it would it would have worked great but uh. it just didn't it just didn't feel different enough from generic adventure movie x right yeah and that was my biggest issue with it uh the action scenes were you know they were nothing super special it just felt like it was an action scene. The the third okay the, the third act third act was, act was different. That's the, the third. That's like that. If you haven't seen this movie, if you're on the fringe, the third act is worth it. I would say personally, like yeah. I can't I can't say I wasn't entertained at all during this movie. This this movie exactly. is very entertaining. It's extremely it, entertaining, and that's why I I I I would say go see it. I would see go see it with friends, like. If yeah. you're just like and and the other thing that I really liked about it, and this is this is just a pet peeve of mine. Um, it was not too long. It was under two no, hours. It was. It was it had a great runtime and it moved very quick. Um, yeah. I'll oh, tell you it, go, uh, no, one of my least that. favorite one of my least favorite movies of last year was Eternals. Um, like maybe it was just because I was extremely disappointed by it. I think it was the biggest letdown of last year. Um mm. but the biggest problem I had with Eternals was the fact that it was like two hours and 40 minutes. I was like, I cannot sit through this. Like, 
I really do like slow or long movies. Like I love Martin Scorsese and he makes three hour movies. Right. But they justify the runtime sometimes. Um, <laughs> this one definitely was the right length. I think if it had been any longer, I would have been like, okay, that was way too long. But I yeah. like that movies are getting, they don't feel like they need to go over two hours just for the sake of going over two hours. And it's it's always nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, okay. <sighs> Other okay, I know we're like now we're just trying to fix Uncharted, or that's kind of what this is devolving into. <laughs> fix Uncharted. How can Let's we do fix this movie. Let's do uh, no, no. But like, they spent so much unnecessary time to me trying to make us unsure of who we could trust, and it it, it just ended up being annoying. Yes, it's like I would rather you like establish those things like earlier like or this person might double cross you or like oh now we have like a strong bond don't like there was a a liar revealed subplot in there that i hated like there's a whole bunch of crap about just like with trust between the characters and i get it for like adventuring that is like a real thing when you're talking of billions of dollars and stuff that's like out there but Oh my god, it dragged the story down. And it's like it really did. And it's like you can su- if they had supplemented that with like some of the like historical facts or just more character interactions and then just really use and like you can still have that element in there just like use it more sparingly and like really make those moments count. Yeah. Yeah. Because it felt like they were just double crossing people for the sake of double crossing people. That's oh what it felt like after the like third one and i was like okay i get it <laughs> there's a lot of double crossing and it's like so a anno- lot it's so annoying like you know it's coming you know what it's going to be like just ah, uh, it was it was irritating to watch yeah um and just pulled away from other things you could have been doing in the story yeah yeah okay let's talk cast and performances for a bit yes uh <laughs> we already kind of touched on tom holland we but- did it, it it's just Tom Holland doing Tom Holland things. I thought yeah. that he gave probably his best performance that I've seen from him in Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, I yeah. I really think it's the best performance we've seen from him. Yeah. Granted, the most of the things that we've seen him in have been... Marvel movies. Um, Marvel movies, right? Well, he he was in The Impossible when he was like 11, and I, I haven't seen that movie. But, I haven't seen that either, <laughs> but, so. but He was in I'm Cherry, sh- which I heard was eh. I heard he was good in it, but I heard that... He's in Devil All the Time, which I heard was yeah. interesting. Um, but we're, all these other Tom Holland movies, we just have not seen, I guess. Um, crap. But no, it, like I've only seen him in Spider Man. So no, I mean he's always going to give like a charismatic performance. If there's one thing you can always say about Tom Holland, and it's why he's just so popular, he's just he can turn it on and be yeah. super charismatic at all times. And it's I love seeing really him on screen. Yeah, yeah, he's extremely entertaining. And, uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg, on the other hand, uh, look, I probably have a better opinion of Mark Wahlberg than most people. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think his voice is funny. Uh, He's like, oh, my God, guys, I'm in Uncharted. (laughs) I can't believe I'm in Uncharted. (laughs) You should really watch the TV show that he and his family made about Wahlbergers. 
I think you'd like it a lot. Because <laughs> if that's yeah. your favorite part about Mark, Mark Wahlberg, that's all that movie, is, <laughs> that, that TV show is. I think he's just a funny guy. I, I just do. I think it's not even like he's like he makes good jokes or like he's like a funny actor. I just think that the epitome of Mark Wahlberg is just very funny to me. <laughs> Like there's okay. the, there's the meme of him from the happening that's like oh, one of my so favorite funny. insider film memes. It's not even an insider film meme, but like no, I feel like the only no. the only people who really know about it are like people who watch movies. It's, the only people I can reference that to is like people who watch movies. Other people have like seen it, but be like, huh? Be <laughs> like, what? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's just a it's just a good time. What? No. I love. <laughs> it's just it's just great um yeah but he's fine no okay he's fine (laughs) in this movie he's 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 fine like i uh, unless mark Wahlberg is with like a fantastic director you know like a um a scorsese like a pta PTA, um Oh, I forget. David O. Russell you know when he's when he's with really good directors who can actually direct his performance he's I think he's, he's very good. Pretty actually I think he's pretty solidly excellent, I'd actually say. Yeah, in Boogie like, Nights, he's like really, really good. Boogie Nights is his performance is genuinely fantastic. It's yeah. fan fucking tastic. Um and and it sucks because like I want him to be in more stuff because I I assume he's like probably a solid dude or something. Yeah. Well, you know what? I actually take that back. I take can't that back. assume Bradley that. Cooper I, hater. I can't assume. <laughs> He's not Bradley Cooper. He's not. Let's put, let's put it like that. But no. I do think he's a charismatic actor. I do. Like he's Marky Mark. You can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just he just is. You always know what you're gonna get with this guy, right? You know that's, that's, that's <laughs> look. That's that actually sums it up perfectly. You know what you're gonna get. It's exactly what you get. No surprises. No, no doesn't get better. It's just. <laughs> It's just Mark it's Wahlberg. It's just Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and what? he is Mark Wahlberg. He's definitely not Sully, to say the least. No. Like, he is not Sully. Sully and Tom is Holland like, is unfortunately not Nathan Drake. No, they're not, their char- they're not the characters at all. But, like, and that's, that, again, that's that's writing. And, yeah, the writing in this, in this movie really, really, I thought, was kind of bad. Just kind yeah. of trash, actually. It, it definitely was pretty trash uh as in being painfully generic in the way that it's trash and then the too many double crosses i mean there's only like even a couple like lines in the film like one-liners or like banter stuff that was like Mm -hmm. actually funny and all the banter stuff that i thought was funny didn't feel like it was because of the writing it felt like it was because of the actors yeah it was just like when they let tom holland and mark Wahlberg perform it exactly how they wanted to you know yeah and yeah, they just didn't, they never captured, like, the soul of the characters. Like, Sully's supposed to be, like, way more gruff and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, like, kind of unagreeable, it, yet also can, like, turn on the charm. And Mark Wahlberg yeah. just never, ever got that. It was hey, He got, he had the charm. I'd say he had the charm. He had, he had some of them. He had some of the charm. Sully's way more. <laughs> I would, look, if I had the choice between Mark Wahlberg and Sully in a bar... I'm going home with Sully. Oh, wow. You know? You can't do Marky Mark like that. I can. I can. You know? Abs can only get you so far, Mark. Okay. Yeah. Fine. 
but they they are charismatic and they're entertaining to see. That's that's basically the best way that I can put it. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio mm-hmm. Banderas was in there. He was, he was, he was good. there. Yeah, I thought he was good. Really, yeah, actually, I actually enjoyed him a lot. Um, I like seeing him have like a villain role. He doesn't get those most. A lot no, of times. he doesn't. Yeah, so I was I, I enjoyed him a lot. Um, and not to get into spoilers, but there's like a twist that um, like a, a villain reveal towards the uh, that's kind of starts out like the third act. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happens, the story picks up immediately. Yes, it does. It is. It, it gets exceedingly better. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as that happens, yeah. Um, and really, it definitely helps. It, it, it helps does. A lot. It does. Like the, again, we've said it enough times. Like the third act is way, way better. It just has like the right pace, the right feel mm-hmm. that you would actually want in Uncharted. It's like just unbelievable enough with like real history and stuff. You yeah. Know? It, yeah. Um, that being said, though, I I can't say that I was bored anytime during this movie. No, you really can't. I I, I really can't. I do think that the last act is better paced, mm-hmm. like in terms of like they get rid of the double crosses and all that. And I think that was what held it back, at least in the middle, yeah. uh, was all of the double crosses. But I I wasn't necessarily bored, and no. <laughs> I, I I I I don't know. I have to give them a little bit of props for that. But again, that's like the bare minimum at that point. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. Other things that I liked about it, um, the locations are really good. They looked good. The, yeah. like, like, they actually, I think um, the New York scenes were, were like... They were cool. Actually, like, kind of cool. Like, they go to, like, a, a the the auction scene was, like, I kind of like that location. I yeah. Thought it looked, I thought it looked nice. Um, chandelier was cool. Chandelier, yeah, the chandelier was, was really cool. Um Barcelona, everything they did in Barcelona was really, really great. Awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, and then yeah, I mean, the end, the third act, you're just in like a, um, like a Hawaiian islands or not Hawaii, but um, where is like it? The Philippines. It was Philippines, right? Yeah, Philippines, Philippines, Philippines. Yeah. Um, Oceania, <laughs> to be more. Oceania fun. area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Those were all and, the, actually, and now thinking about it, though, that breaks. Each act literally just takes place in, in a different in a different location. <laughs> You're totally right. <laughs> I actually didn't put that together until we were just listening. Wow, that's very true. Holy crap! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guess that works. Like it definitely it, felt. I think it had. It felt a lot like it had three defined acts. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I I can't say I was bored, and that's like what I have to say about this film <laughs> was that I wasn't bored. Uh, did I think it was good? debatable here okay here's (laughs) here's my final thought on the film i think this sums up everything i think about it see the movie when it comes on streaming yeah that's that's all i would have to say like i would wholeheartedly agree um yeah i don't know if i can actually say you should go spend money for it but if you're like looking for a fun movie and it's streaming oh it's a great time like fully um i would fully recommend it in that case yeah yeah Okay. Agreed. Well, on to oh wait, the Our question. question. Oh my god, I almost forgot the question. Wow. What was the question? What was the question? <laughs> For those of you who get that, thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> You're a real one if you get that. <laughs> all the people, who, all the people who would get that, 
probably aren't listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We love you. Called out. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, the question. So our question for Uncharted is we've talked a lot about how like Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg just never felt like the characters. So who would we recast in there? I've, this is a... Yeah, this is... This is kind of tough um, because, I don't know, you got to be able to think about a lot of actors off the top of your head to recast yeah. the movie. Um, exactly. The immediate person who I think just like looks that came to mind was John Hamm. I could John, see it. But John Hamm's kind of old now. Like, yeah. If you got John Hamm when he was like starting Mad Men, it'd be perfect. Like Maybe, he's got yeah. he's got about the right build. Um, he's got the swagger. The He's got a great sense of humor. Like. John Hamm, I think, would have killed it, but now he's just, like, a little old. True. Um, yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, who's like John Hamm? And I was like, Henry Cavill. He's a little too big and not that yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying the baby mouth was not funny? No, it's for a different reason. <laughs> God damn it. I forgot about the baby mouth. What? It was I've iconic. Gone, I've gone so long. Without thinking about the fucking baby mouth, <laughs> was that was that in the Snyder no, cut? It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Thank God it wasn't. <laughs> like I'm one of the people. I don't think it was my favorite movie of the year. I, I've talked about this on the podcast before. But Jeff if Jones. if the, if the oh. Snyder cut was your favorite movie of the year, I lost a lot of respect for you. Um, poor, poor I Jeremy liked Jones. it. I thought it was one of the biggest surprises of the year because I genuinely thought it was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Um. I just think that it was really long. I, think it I hate that. The, I hate that the Snyder Cut validated all of everyone who was like, "Just let them release what they want to release. It will be yeah. better." Yeah, let them re-release movies. I like, think it was oh. definitely very good, but like, I don't think that it was like this magnum opus of comic book <laughs> movies by any means. Um, <laughs> yeah. And now I'm just picturing a world where that is actually truth, like. <laughs> Where, like, the Snyder Cut comes out, and it's like, everyone's like, this is better than The Dark Knight. Like, yeah, <laughs> if that happened, bro, that would have been so shit. I would have been like, okay, guys, settle I would down. Be like, I would be like, wow, studios are fucking movies so much more than I thought. Oh, my God. Look, you can't compare the Snyder Cut to The Dark Knight when your freaking villain was Steppenwolf. You can't do that. Steppenwolf was dumb, and it sucked, and Darkseid didn't make it better. Anyway, <sighs> anyway, that's my complaints. Uh, anyway, uh, who would you cast as Nathan Drake? So I was thinking about this, and Tom Hardy came to mind. I don't know that, why. That could be good. I think he could be good. He's also a little bit older, but I think he could work as as Nathan Drake as kind of someone who's mm. like, you know, down and bad a little bit, but also like really, really clutch yeah. in that way i don't know how to explain it but i think he could work um mm. personally my he's friend like oh go ahead go yeah i think that he also is very charismatic like i think he is definitely the best part of the venom movies by far mm-hmm. um like just him in general both him as you know eddie brock and as venom i think he's also just charismatic as the character and i think that he could bring that to the nathan drake side of things as well yeah um my friend that i was seeing this movie with he suggested Ryan Reynolds. 
Hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Ryan Reynolds hits the gym a little. You know, because yeah. like Nathan Drake, like like when you're playing him, that dude has got He's muscles for jacked. days. Holy He's fuck. He's jacked, man. Oh my God. Uh, so like Ryan Reynolds, you know, beefs up a little bit. He's, I think he's got pretty damn good charisma. He everything. absolutely does. Yeah. I think he could, I think he could do it. And then while we're sticking with former superheroes, Chris Evans. Chris Evans Chris could Ev- do it, yeah. Chris Evans could I think do Chris it. Evans would be too serious, personally. He, Chris Evans has a lot more range than you're giving credit. Oh, for. yeah. I mean, in Knives Out, he's very, like. <laughs> he's very not yeah. Captain America. Yeah. But, like, yeah. he's got good comedic timing. Yeah, he does. This is this is America. That is America's ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's got he's got really good timing. So I, Chris Evans, I think, could work. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's a tough range, right? Because most of those actors who could play Nathan Drake are already doing a ton of other major franchises. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. That's why I would love to see like, like almost a no name play play Nathan Drake and then have another opportunity for someone to play that character. Mm. Um, there was like a fan film of uncharted where they had someone play him and he was like crazy. I totally forgot who played him, but it was like very believable. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. so Sully, mm. who could mm. play Sully? All right. Who's an old guy. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a guy that you can like, or who's a guy that you could like age up? Well, um, I'm just trying to think of Hollywood mustaches. If I'm being honest, yeah, yeah. Like, Sully's got the most dead. iconic mustache in he those does. games. He's got banger of a mustache. I thought about Robert De Niro for about a second. I was like, absolutely not. He's he's so old. Robert De Niro <laughs> in like too old. in like the 90s would be great. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Al Pacino in the 90s would be awful. Okay, yeah. I think it's... <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Don't worry. Say what? I'm not going to say it. <sighs> I take back my comment. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Don't worry. If you know, Adam you Sand- know. A- actually, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Adam Sandler was so. Actually, wait. Oh, my wait, God. Wait, actually, wait. <laughs> actually, wait. I think that could be a thing. No way. That could be a thing. <laughs> That could, that could. Sully's like kind of chubby. Could. Sully's kind of chubby. Sully's got a lot of wit. Like, you just gotta make Adam Sandler Actually, be. You're totally right. You gotta make Adam Sandler be like a little more of like a charmer. But that could work. Like that could seen, work. You're right. Dude's got hella range. I mean, as Uncut Gems showed us, right? Like, yeah. I think that could work really well. You're totally right. And he's the right age too. He yeah. is. He's got. He's, and, yeah. And he can grow a killer mustache. He can. Yeah. That honestly would work really well because, like, he kind of has the sleazy energy that mm-hmm. Sully has as well. It's just he would need to, like, be way more charismatic. Well, he's charismatic in, like, a different way. Charismatic yeah. in, like, a suave way. Like, yeah. yeah. Sully is, like, sleazy, but he still has, like, charm, you know? Yeah. So Adam Sandler would need to, like, actually be able to turn on the charm. And that's, like, mm-hmm. the unsure thing. But then you've got, okay, so... Let's just say, like, so then you've got, like, Ryan Reynolds and Adam Sandler. That's going to sell. That will sell, for sure. Yeah. Well, we... If only they weren't doing other things. Well, They've both got big things on their plate. I'm glad we fixed Uncharted. (laughs) (laughs) 
Any anyone at uh, Sony Pictures <laughs> will take our checks. Uh, Actually, you know, the more I think about it, I think all these the film's problems come back to Sony. Yeah, <laughs> literally all of them, because Sony yeah. is the fucking worst. Like I, I, Sony is an enigma to me, man. They they make no sense, man. Like it's even uh, animations, like. Literally in two years, they put out the Emoji Movie and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I don't care. Like, that those are one year apart from each other. Sony is just one of those studios that, like, sometimes can't get out of its own way, and other times, like, hits it out of the park. You know, they're just, just they're random. Care. Most most of the time, though, Sony is 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 cannot get out of their own way they're going to fuck yep. up the movie nine out of ten times like honestly <laughs> yeah, I, you're totally I right they're they're like they are d tier for um like movies so who's f <laughs> illumination <laughs> <laughs> they've had one good one and they're Despic- about to have another good one this year was despicable me too or the boss baby one <laughs> No, sorry. Despic- Despicable Me One. Despicable or- Me One. I genuinely do like that movie. It's a very I think it's, it, I think it's really good. good. Yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, Vector is hilarious. I think it's one of my favorite cartoon. This- Despicable Vector. Me One. Despicable Me One has like an actual heart to it. Yeah, you know? it does. It absolutely you know? does. And then like um, everything else is soulless. It's just not good. And then, but don't worry, dude. This year we're getting the Mario movie. Don't forget about that. <laughs> If that's good, like film Twitter is going to explode. They're gonna go crazy, man. <laughs> I can't wait to get "It's a Me, Mario" from Chris, Chris. Pratt. It's gonna be I just, amazing. I wish they would do one of those like older trailers for animated movies, where like they show the side by side with the actor in the studio. Yes, I want to see Chris Pratt's. <laughs> so they just like Mario. see him like super animated face, like "It's a Me." Mario, and he's like making the motions, <laughs> like oh, they used to. Do you remember when they used to do that for like animated uh, that was trailers? Amazing. That was they don't amazing. do that shit anymore. They never do that crap, and I'd love it when that happens because it looks yeah. funny. It's so good, even when the yeah. movie's not good. At least that looks fun. At least I can watch the trailer and be like, look at them like performing while, and yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, you know. I wanted to talk about this, but I didn't. But uh, so I'm going to talk about it now. But in terms of like ranking video game movies, these are not like like they're all pretty bad. Like I would say this is in recent times probably the second best video game movie I've seen behind. I would say the Sonic movie. I think the Sonic movie was not great, but it's not. It's, not. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's like it's a solid my pro- okay, but here's the thing my about problems the Sonic with the movie. Sonic movie. The Sonic movie is like made for two year olds. I like, know that movie's so stupid. I know, <laughs> so dumb. But yeah. we're about to see but, freaking Idris Elba as Knuckles. Nice. Ah, uh, yeah. But here's the thing yeah. about the Sonic movie. Here's the thing about the Sonic movie that I appreciated. And I would put it above Uncharted. The biggest problems that we had with Uncharted were the fact that it was painfully generic and also that it felt like not the game, right? It didn't feel like a faithful Mm. adaptation of the game. I can Mm. say that even though story-wise, the Sonic movie did take departures from 
the Sonic franchise, it still felt like you were bringing these characters to life specifically because of Jim Carrey alone. Jim Carrey brought what you thought Dr. Eggman was to the screen seamlessly. Like he was like captured everything about that character. He was just that, but in film form. And I'm really excited Mm -hmm. to see him with the look and everything in the next one. Um, And I think that, uh, what's his name? The guy from Parson Rec who plays John Ralphio. His name's Ben Schwartz. Oh, Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, he was, he's good. He had, he had a good energy. Yeah, he did. And that's the thing is that it brought the characters to life that I saw in the game. And mm -hmm. I know it's a low bar, but we're talking about video game (laughs) movies here. So Mm, I don't know. Like, there are so many video game movies that are like tragic when you see how good the game is and then how bad they are. Like Resident Dude, Evil. Resident Evil, is, the movie was so those, bad. Those, those games are super good. Like the early games especially are excellent. Um, that, the, that whole franchise is dog shit. It is one of yep. the most dog shit like horror or thriller franchises you will ever see. Mm-hmm. And like the games are so good. So that's just, oh, it's so frustrating and unfortunate. And oh, yeah. Assassin's Creed was also trash when that came out. Oh, Assassin's Creed oh, was God. not good. Oh. And oh, I didn't play the game. Why Michael Fassbender? <laughs> Michael Fassbender, why? You make great choices. And then you did that shit. Why? Oh my God. It pisses me off. I love him, but oh my God. Oh. Assassin's Creed is trash, dude. Assassin's and- Creed is such a bad <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a low bar from the game. Let's be honest. Yeah, Uh, they need to. Okay, do a. I think, you know, in the near future, we're gonna have an Among Us movie, and that's where (laughs) video game movies will really hit rock bottom. Dude, they'll be like, "Man, this is kind of (laughs) sus." I can picture it. Chris Pratt will be like, "We're all looking a little sus here." Just imagine like the Lightyear trailer where like you're not really sure like what it's doing or what it's yeah. about. And then someone like puts on the Among Us helmet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that happen. would be instant meme. Like that would that would be literally <laughs> a meme instantly. But it'd probably make a shit ton of money. It would. Like if they, like we would if see they went, it. Imagine if Among Us did like full full meme in just for their movie that would actually be the most legendary shit and yeah. it, would, it would make money it totally yeah. would i'm still waiting for the five nights yeah. at freddy's movie that apparently has willem dafoe in it like like what apparently it has Willem Dafoe. that is a real thing yeah that if it if he's attached to that, it then that's a good sign honestly at the very at the very least it will have a very entertaining performance somewhere in it yeah I mean, he you was in Aquaman, like, and he was good in Aquaman. <laughs> that's true. He's always yeah. good. He's yeah. the most consistent actor. He really is. Yeah. Anyway, transitioning to a far less um, Way action-packed different. movie. <laughs> we saw Belfast. Yeah, it finally started playing in theaters near me. Because <laughs> it wasn't oh, playing yeah. in any theaters at all all like two months ago um no 
No, Belfast, I mean, oh wait, I, so I have a funny thing about this movie, which okay. is, uh, I was late going to my theater, or I went to the wrong theater, and I was already showing up, I was already showing up to the theater that I was going to, having planned that I was going to skip the credits. So, you know, the movie started at like 5.30 or something, I show up at like 5.40, so that I yeah. missed the 15 minutes of trailers. So I show up at 540 and I walk in and they're like, oh, that's the other one. And I was like, ah, <laughs> that is a cross. That is a cross town. So I Booking have a nice across. like 15. I have like I have like a like that's a 20 minute drive. Um, and I had made it in like 17. So like I did book it across and I missed like the first opening 15 minutes of this movie. I came in where there were. Oh my gosh. He was like talking with his grandparents. That's that's like, that's like all I remember about the opening. Of the times. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I think I know where it is. They're outside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry. Or no, they're no, they're still inside. They're still inside the house. Um, and the dad's there. Oh uh, got it. Got I forget. It. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, so I might need you to explain the yeah, um, intro. <laughs> no, that's totally fair. Anyway, <laughs> I mi- so I missed the beginning of this film, um, so I kind of was lacking a little context. Um, yeah. Yeah. It didn't I, ha- I, mean, I mean, it didn't really affect how I felt about it. Yeah, but. and this was one that I was... I had no idea how I was going to feel about this one. I'm going to be honest. Um it got nominated for a ton of Academy Awards, like a lot of them. I think it got six nominations, I believe. Um, mm. Yeah, oh, seven nominations. Seven nominations at the Academy Awards, uh, including Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Picture, and Best Original Screenplay. Um, so a lot of really big awards um, at the Academy Awards. And uh, I normally really don't like Kenneth Branagh. I'm going to be honest. I like him performing in things. I think that he's very funny in Harry Potter. Like, <clears throat> I, I do. Yeah, Gil- Gilroy Lockhart is, like, easily one of the most entertaining Harry Potter characters. Or side Absolutely. characters. Right? And yeah. <clears throat> I really enjoyed him in that. And so, one of those things where I like him as an actor, but not necessarily as a director in fact usually i really don't like what he does i really despise i don't despise but i really am not a fan of the first thor movie um i thought the border mm, on the Rain express bo- was it's just okay boring it is boring yeah. and i think he's There's, boring too he's just <laughs> he's just he's boring and he loves like shakespeare far too much. yeah um pretty much that's like, just him Oh my god. I mean, and that works when it's like he's doing sh- for like Gilderoy Lockhart where he's like doing a Shakespearean performance mm-hmm. and then like everyone else is not and that contrast yeah. is great. It's like super hilarious. But like to do the entire movie in that yeah, it's just like Thor was Imagine just like... if Gilderoy Lockhart actually directed a movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like seriously, exactly. that's kind of how it feels. It's just it's just not great. Uh Thor is not great. He directed Artemis Fowl last year, and that was absolute trash. Like, so, so bad. One of the worst films of the year last year. Mm. Um, just I... god-awful. Um, didn't do tribute to the books. It was just horrible. So I really, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of him uh, as a director in general. Uh, but this one I genuinely did like. 
I genuinely did like a lot of it. Um, I thought it had a lot of heart. I liked the perspective that it took. I really liked the perspective that it took. It was similar, and I hate to make the comparison because I feel like other people are going to make this comparison. It felt similar to Jojo Rabbit, where like they take mm-hmm. this time period mm-hmm. where it was like a like troubling time period or like an event that was very troubling, but it takes the perspective of like a little kid um, living through that. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it worked really well. Um, and the other mm-hmm. thing is, is that I thought that this felt like the most personal thing that he's done. And it very much is like, it really is personal. I don't, th- I don't think them. you can deny that this is the most personal thing he's done. You know, oh, it's absolutely, it is, but it comes to me. Really it's well. yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what works about it for me. So my initial thoughts were what's happening. It's, 10 minutes past where I, where I should have started <laughs> and get my beards. Uh, no, I thought that this was, you know, it actually kind of blew me away in a lot of ways. Um, like, I know we talk about like, perf- we talk about performances very generically all the time, you know, oh, we totally um, do. <laughs> we really, we, we totally do. You know, we don't get into like nitty gritty and stuff, but like, there's something undeniable about how good the lead actor who plays like young Kenneth Branagh is. Like yeah. I, I shit you not. I saw this and I was like, why the fuck isn't he nominated for an Oscar? I think he's makes no sense to me. Like I <laughs> well. honestly think he's like better than Will Smith and King Richard. Like straight up, I thought that this kid was phenomenal, phenomenal. He was he amazing. Was he was incredible. He captured so many things about like what was happening at that time and like how Kenneth Branagh was, was feeling. And I, and like him, like having access to the person he's playing right there being Kenneth Branagh, someone who's so tied to the story, obviously that, that definitely helps the performance a lot, but you still can't understate that this kid was 11 when they filmed it. And his performance is just it's it blows my mind. Yeah, it blows my mind how good he was. Um, so, <clears throat> like, that was one of the first things I noticed. I thought, beyond that, like, all the performances were really great. I have never seen Jamie Dornan do anything this good. Um, yeah. Jamie okay. Dornan <laughs> looked... Yeah, Jamie Dornan looked uh, like he could act out, like, out-act anyone um, out there. He yep. looked fantastic. So was... Um, I don't know her name. It's super Gaelic as well, so I can't pronounce it. Katrina um, Balfe. Ba- Balf, Katrina. Katrina Balf. I, I get, her yeah. name is there's her name is spelled weird. Like, it's yeah, because it it, she was yeah, really good too. Very Gaelic. She's very good. Um, yeah, the movie and it like it captured like the essence of like family just very well. Like, I have almost nothing negative to really say about the movie if I'm being honest. Yeah, I don't it's, either. And. I do want to highlight one more performance that really blew me away was uh, Kieran Hines, who plays the grandpa. Oh, my um, gosh. Yes. He was he, like just absolutely incredible. And it was really emotional for me personally. Um, yeah. With this film, I was really I was really emotional with it because it is about family. Similar to the way that I felt about Coda, where that was like really, really very much family was a huge motif in that film. 
um, for anyone who has like a close family or is really close to maybe some mem members of their family, um, like personally, I feel really, really close to my grandparents. Um, I really, really mm -hmm. do. And seeing him like seeing little uh, buddy who is his name, the name of the kid in the film interact with his grandparents was like really, really special because you're seeing it through the eyes of the kid. And so it just brings up a lot of memories. If you've ever had memories of you and your grandparents and ask them about yeah. things. Um, yeah. It's and the way that they act together is really, really, really good. It's it, no one treats the kid like a kid, you know, it's it's really, really good. Um, so like all the conversations with the adults are very funny. And sometimes you get those moments where like he's he's still like a child and he doesn't quite understand. But it's it's just really nice to see like adults in movies like respecting kids and the kids acting like kids. It doesn't it, you'd think it would happen more, but yeah, it, it really doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, yeah. So perform. So perf and then Judy Dench got an Oscar nomination for some reason. I don't she was get good. that. I'm not <laughs> saying she. I wasn't she saying was she wasn't good. good. She was good. She was good, but definitely felt like a legacy thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm feel like Katrina that Bell should have been nominated. <laughs> right. Like, she was way better. No, Judy Dench got like the name value and she got in there. It was that's yeah, it sucks. A kind of annoying, but um, no. It, like Whatever. again, performance is great. And then <laughs> I'm kind of like a deeper like personal level for me it's this movie had like a weird effect because like i'm like i am hella irish i'm like 50 percent on both sides so i'm very irish but i've never really cared you know it's like mm -hmm. when you're white and american <laughs> it's it's like you're just you're just an american at that point if you've so many generations yeah. removed from it it's like there's no I don't see any real point for me like keeping up with like what's happening in Ireland. Like why the hell should I like it doesn't doesn't affect me. I don't feel any like weird sort of heritage. But I watched this movie and I was like wow, this is like a whole aspect of Ireland that I had no real like idea about. Like I didn't yeah. know about like the troubles until I watched this, which and I didn't know how like euphemistic that name was. Um because, yeah. like, they were, like, it's, like, some of the most fucked up, like, political conflicts in, like, modern society that I've ever heard of. Yeah. You know? And <clears throat> and I went, and, like, I watched this movie, and then immediately after, I was driving home, and I, like, looked up a two-hour podcast on The Troubles, and I listened to the whole thing. Like, I, and I've spent, like, hours over the past week just, like, learning more about it. It's so I had like a weird like personal effect on me where I was like actually connected to like who I'm descended from, you know, it was, yeah. which was, that and was I like a cool marks, experience. That marks this film being really, really great. Like exactly. really, really great. The fact that exactly. it gets you to go out and learn more about this stuff and how it relates to you. And I, I thought it was a huge success personally when I, when I saw it, mm -hmm. I think that, a lot of people are going to think that this is just like some Oscar bait artsy movie. I think a lot of people are going to think that. Yeah, they're going to see that's all in black and white. <laughs> they're going to see that's all in black and white and think that. Yeah, and that's the thing is this movie is so much more than that. I don't need it doesn't even feel like an Oscar bait movie to me. Like, mm. I'm going to be honest. No. The only thing that's super Oscar baity about it is the fact that it's like 
black and white. <laughs> like that's pretty much it. Um, I think that it's just really creative and really deeply personal. Yeah. And it doesn't matter to me personally who, you know, is not Christian at all. I have no connection or empathy, if I'm being completely honest, for Christians. Um, like that's just where I'm at, right? Yeah. Um, but in this film, I really did feel that. It made me feel that. Yeah. Well, there is something specific to Christianity in the context of of like the ire, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Like the it, it's the troubles were all they weren't about this, but like a huge aspect of it is about Protestants versus Catholics. And um, after learning more about it, like apparently the Protestants who ruled Northern Ireland after the rest of Ireland seceded after World War One, the Protestants um, started to see like the Catholics as threats to their power and, you know, strategically put themselves in um, political positions and then basically made the Catholic people live entirely different lives, you know? Um, so, or like much, much worse lives. They were in worse jobs, had worse um, economic systems. And Ireland, in Northern Ireland today still, schools are segregated between Protestant and Catholic. Like that's how deep wow. the roots of this stuff go. And that's- That's crazy. Yeah, it's- it is very, very intense there. Um, like the divide between Protestants and Catholics. Like in Dublin today, or no, sorry, not um, Belfast. Oh my gosh, I forgot the name of the movie. <laughs> in Bel- <laughs> You're like, wait a second. Wait. <laughs> uh, no, in Belfast today, there are still walls up um, that divide towns between Catholic and Protestant, you know? It, that's crazy it's like a huge huge thing right in the middle of like europe okay not in the middle yeah. actually at the outskirt of europe <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the middle <laughs> it's not like the berlin wall like, <laughs> yeah, okay okay i can't i take that one back uh, no but it's like it's still in europe which we think of being like such a you know developed and progressive place in a lot of contexts so yeah, it's just super, super weird. And to see all of that through, you know, young Kenneth Branagh's eyes is really weird. And yet, again, for something that's so contentious, it manages to almost feel apolitical. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. And I think the reason for that is the perspective that it took. Yeah. Right? Um, just in the way that everything was approached, similar, again, to Jojo Rabbit, how it just took the perspective of the little kid during, you know, hiding a Jewish girl in their house. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're concerned with other things. These nine-year-olds are concerned with other things. Like there's a small part of the movie where he's trying to figure out this girl that he likes in, uh, in his class. And he talks to his grandparents about how maybe he could get to know her a little bit better. Um, and there's a really great moment at the end uh, between uh, Jude Jude Hill's character uh, and his dad, who's played by Jamie Dornan, great performance, Fantastic. right? And it's it's really special because there's such a great chemistry between them. Mm. And like it captures what I loved most about this film was that it really gave us a really good insight of what it was like to live at the time as a child. Yeah. <sighs> it. 
it just rides the line just so well and it and mm-hmm. it knows what it's doing too there's also a great scene between Jamie Dorton and his wife um uh and they're dancing and singing and it's just yeah. it's super it's just like a very very heartwarming movie i would say that like coda probably peaks on like heartwarming scale oh, it does. you know <laughs> coda is probably a little like more heartwarming yeah, yeah. if you're looking for that but um Belfast. This one also is though. Th- th- this is. This is. It's just like it's for the same reason of Coda though. It just nails what it like a family feels like. Actually, except for his brother. His brother kind of gets shat- um, shafted. <laughs> oh, he does. He absolutely does. <laughs> like they're just like, go help your grandma. Okay, <laughs> he just leaves. <laughs> like the brothers just, like, divided o- away from the rest of the family. <laughs> like they spend more time with like their cousin. Than they do the brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god, they totally Yeah. Do. There's one other thing that I noticed. I was like, that's kind of funny. Which is, like, the adults in this movie seem to lose all peripheral vision when a little kid wants to listen in on their important conversations. Because <laughs> this dude, young Kenneth Branagh, can there. hear everything. Like, he hears all every important conversation because we're like supposed to be looking through him. So he's just always is conveniently placed like on a stairwell or like he sneaks into a room when they're both like they're facing like parallel and he's coming in perpendicular to them and they can't see him somehow. And I'm like, yup. It's like, (laughs) it's like, that's not like a real gripe. It's just like something I noticed that I was like, it's just, well, wow, they're they're just allowing him, I guess, or he's just can he just very can conveniently can go wherever he wants. Yeah, um, yeah. One thing that I want to mention because again, I feel like we talk really generically when we're like, "Oh, the production design was really good" or something that like true. that, uh, right? We do that just because we want to talk about everything, right? But there is something specific about the cinematography that I want to talk about. I really enjoyed the cinematography. I did too. And it's not just because it was black. No, and white. it is not just because it was black and white. <laughs> no, um, although I will say about the black and white. There are moments in this movie that do have color, and all of them are very targeted and for a great reason, and they, yes. and it worked really fucking well. It really worked. Especially when you know who Kenneth Branagh is. Like, just mm. worked super well. Yeah. Super, super well. Um, but there is a specific thing in the cinematography that I absolutely loved, and that the, most of the scenes were all stationary shots. Mm-hmm. The camera did not move. Uh, hardly at all. Uh. It was like they set up the scene exactly how they wanted it to yeah. look. And we just got to look at it. Yeah. Um, and they had and, and with that, you know, there's there was also just really, really great blocking from the director mm-hmm. and, and where like the where the people are sitting sometimes or where characters are in relations to others in the shot can tell about like character dynamics and who's important. Um which is yeah, just like love to see when everything is actually coming together in one shot it's it's just beautiful it's masterful masterful filmmaking that and this is why we keep saying that this is better than anything kenneth brown has made so far in a long like it's not even close it's though. not even like, close oh my god it's not even like close. what's close i don't I, death on the nile maybe no. thor like literally maybe thor. maybe seriously <laughs> I don't know. I think his. I heard his other. Some of his other Shakespeare stuff was good. I just. 
when Kevin Branagh is like, all right, I want to do Hamlet, but we're going to do the entire thing and it make it four hours. I, I'm like, okay, guys, settle down. You know, no yeah. one cares. Yeah. You could cut out four freaking scenes of Hamlet and no <sighs> one would care. Make it under three hours at least. But yeah, I, I, I really, really believe that he, this is like unlike anything he's ever done. I would say undisputably incredible. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. And the other thing, again, it's not even that long. It's like an hour and a half. No, and it feels like really well paced. I, yeah, very, very yeah. Um, happy with like the runtime and the pacing and everything. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. This is a hard recommend for me. I would it's, say if you can go see this movie, you need to go see I, it. I agree. Um, yeah. I, I really can't think of anyone I couldn't recommend this film to. Um, exactly. And don't get put off by the black and white. It's not one of these like, artsy oscar bait movies like the artist like straight up yeah. a lot of people when they hear it black and white they get really like you know oh it's gonna be like roma or something like that and i really did like roma but um it's not like that at all it's really not so mm-hmm. definitely go see yeah it. um yeah can't can't add anything onto that it's just it's yeah. a very very good time and like it was good enough to where like I spent the rest of my week um, <laughs> look, at, look at re- like researching more into it. So like, I don't know what I can say that's more um, compelling than that. So what do you think of the music? Oh, I love the music. I love, I really yeah, liked it The too. music was all done by, oh God, um, Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Yeah. Van Morrison, Van who Morrison. is from Belfast. Yeah. yeah. Um, as is Jamie Dornan, which is the reason that like Jamie Dornan was like the sole person Kenneth Branagh wanted to cast. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, I thought the music, both the score and the songs that they used were all just fantastic. Um, yeah. It's an, like, seriously, it's an audiovisual feast, like in so many ways. Um, and I'm really excited to see what else Kenneth Branagh does, because I would really love to see him do these smaller budget films. I really would. It's it's just like this is one of those times where you have to step back and just completely re- reevaluate what you thought of a director. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if Roland Emmerich decided like <laughs> were to make this, <laughs> imagine that would be crazy, like, man. Like I would have to throw out the book on any on anything I've ever thought. <laughs> like it's not it's not that big, but like. <sighs> He's got so much talent. And then it makes you like question. It's like, did it just take a project that was that this personal for him to really put this much effort? You know, has he just been coasting? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just because he's trying to split it between acting and directing. And a lot of his films he's acted and directed in like Murder on the Orient Express. He acted, directed all the Shakespeare stuff. He acted and directed. Thor, he didn't act in it, but he did direct it. And then, like, Death on the Nile recently, he he acted and directed it. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's trying to split it between those two. Because I genuinely do like him as an actor. I think he's charismatic. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, again, in Harry Potter when he was in that. I really liked him. But I don't know. It might have just been because this was really personal. You're totally right. But whatever clicked with him here, I really want to see him do more with this. Whether that means, you know setting it in ireland or taking another story from his childhood i don't know but 
this was really, really, really good. And again, it's weird because for a second I was thinking, well, maybe this is just one of those things where he got like a new team of people around him. People that like could where like he listened to their input a little bit more or something, you know? Um, but then I look, I just looked up the cinematographer. It's the same cinematographer for like Artemis Fowl. Like <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, but it's also like the same cinematographer as the movie Lock, which I don't know if you've seen. Um, I haven't seen it. it. It's a movie that takes place entirely in a car with Tom Hardy. Um, it's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, sometimes it, I just wonder if it's if it's studios or budgets. I don't know what's happening, but like you hope that he made something like this and then it really made him like evaluate, well, do I want to start making movies that like mean something to myself and other people? Um, cause yeah. shit, I like this movie genuinely meant a lot to me after, after watching it. And I didn't think it was going to. So I, yeah, I have nothing but very high hopes that he continues with it. I really hope yeah. so because this is the first thing that I've seen from him that truly wowed me. Um, I, th I seriously, by a long this shot. might be my top three of the, of the year. And I missed the fucking wow. first 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was that good for me. I, I cannot say enough, just absolutely wonderful things about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, go see it. Please go. Please see it. See it. If it's I have a feeling this movie, a lot of people are not going to see. I was the only person in the theater that saw this movie. So. Oh, yeah. It was me and then one other person, which also makes my <laughs> coming in 10 minutes late story worse because <laughs> then I ruined some guys. One some guy. <laughs> one. It's like, got the whole theater myself. Yeah. And then I walk in there in like sweatpants. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that was that was unfortunate. Yeah. Um. I did get popcorn for the first time at the movies in a really long time because I was in the theater alone. Mm, that was cool. That's good. Yeah. 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 Good time. Okay. Well, that's where we leave you. Stay tuned for more, I don't know, movie talk. I don't know. We're, well, maybe, maybe we'll see Drive My Car because I can't see it anywhere. <laughs> maybe we'll see Drive My Car. Maybe. If we... Maybe. If not, I don't know. We'll, we'll probably like try to see it before oscars but yeah i definitely want to see it before the oscars but the, again the problem is it's just not playing anywhere mm. i know that the batman's coming out soon we'll definitely see that oh yeah um, batman's despite whether we like it or not yeah. we'll probably see I don't it know. i think we might we might start mixing it up you know because sometimes there are new releases that absolutely no one cares about and we are we also don't care about so yeah um uh i mean yeah that's the thing it's <laughs> Uh, we're kind of in the the dark times of movies. Uh, February releases. I can't remember the last February release where I was like, "Oh yeah, you know this was like." I can. Which one? Dead. Get out. Deadpool. Oh yeah, Deadpool. Deadpool was, was it was Deadpool marketed release. as a Valentine's Day movie. Oh yeah, yeah. that was really Deadpool. Good. Deadpool is like it. That was sneaky because I I'm it must be in like the top three of like highest grossing movies in February of all time. Like probably if is, not the honestly. highest grossing, like they, I wouldn't be surprised. If it it was, was, that was genius. Um, yeah. You know. Did you know that I couldn't see it on release? <laughs> Cause you were, because I wasn't old enough. <laughs> that's gotta, I was 16. That's gotta suck. 
yeah i couldn't go because i had to get my dad to take me and i was like dad can you take me to see deadpool and he was like i don't want to see it and then eventually i was like dad please i promise you'll like it and then we did see it he was like that was amazing and i was like i knew it ha <laughs> <sighs> And seeing, yeah, but I couldn't see it on release. Well, yeah. yeah, and but seeing that in, in a theater, that's like one of those great movies to see in a theater. I mean, when you see like a really fucking good comedy in a theater with people, it is. Yeah, I beautiful. still remember when we saw The Big Sick together. That was so much. Oh, fun. that was so fun. God, that was yeah. good. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we'll probably be mixing up uh, in what we're seeing. Yeah, gonna do some. I know I want to see Spencer at some point because I haven't seen. Uh, I probably should say that. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know. We might just do like a quickie review or something for some of these. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, eh, yeah. If, we'll, if I, <laughs> well, like if I watch Power of the Dog, do we really want to do a whole okay, half hour? I genuinely think you should see it. I, know, I don't think we I, need to talk half an I hour know about it. I should. You need I to see it though. It got 13 nominations at the Academy Awards. I'm not know, saying that like I know. it wasn't over nominated because it absolutely is, was over And Jane Campion is great and she's. A female director. She directs the hell out like, of that movie. Really I think yeah. that I think that she like I wouldn't I'm not gonna be mad when she wins Best Director because she directed the hell out of it. But do I think that she was the best director of the year? No, I don't. Damn. I think that Denis Villeneuve was the best director of the year, if I'm being honest. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Well it's okay. Until next time. Until next time, Wait. we'll see you. Is that our new outro? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs>